podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. After a 15-year wait... The British Grand Prix at Cardiff delivered a British winner. You know, to be honest, it wasn't probably the most impressive race of my life, but uh, it's one I'm going to remember for forever. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty crazy night. Absolutely one to remember for Dan Bewley at Cardiff last Saturday, winning the British Speedway Grand Prix. Now, somebody who knows Dan Bewley pretty well and, uh, of course, won a gold medal in the Speedway of Nations last year is the Great Britain team manager, Simon Stead. And he's our guest throughout this episode. We're going to have a long chat about all sorts of stuff uh, because we haven't got too many interviews this week. So it's me and Steady uh, for quite a bit of it this week. But uh, lots to cover, not least the Grand Prix, but also SGP2, which saw great performances from uh, Leon Flint, Tom Brennan, Drew Kemp, Jason Edwards, all got their chance to ride the Principality Stadium as well. Uh, the Premiership Pairs is back on Thursday, so looking ahead to that, Sheffield is the host venue, so who better than Simon Stead to preview that? And also big team change in uh, the, the Sheffield lineup. Louis Kerr comes into the side. We'll uh, be discussing that move with uh, Craig Cook making way and uh, also just generally discussing one or two other topics of uh, the moment here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So loads to get through, and uh, well, let's welcome our guest then. Um, been trying to get him on for quite a while, but um, with the fact that Sheffield aren't riding on a Monday night because <laughs> there was no Premiership fixtures this week for one thing or another, um, it means he's free and he's able to join us. Um, Simon Stead, welcome to No Breaks, No Fear. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, there's only one place that we can start, of course, and that's at the Principality Stadium. Saturday night, the British Speedway Grand Prix. Dan Bewley not only got to his first final, he only went and won the whole thing. Final of the night then. Green light comes on now. Takes her up and we're underway. Julie's made a great start out of gate number two. Bars and silk for the front. Draws down the first corner. Smells like now into second place with Dudek slipping back into third. Madsen didn't make it. smiled and oozed with confidence as game two became available and he has taken this one the ball by the horns look at him go making the bike work properly he's leaving smiles looking in wait absolutely out in front just over a lap to go for Dan Bewley smiles like the championship leader that's no bad result for him one last big effort for Bewley down the back straight here he comes listen to the crowd take him home the winner of the Principality Absolutely right, stunning performance, absolutely jet propelled away from gate number two, what an at a canter, Bartos Smarslik in second place, Patrick Dudek back in third, but the night belongs to Dan Beauty from Great Britain, he picks up 20 world championship points moving on to 64, what a night. And the first British winner in 15 years, Chris. We've had to wait a long time, but by golly, it was worth the wait. 
What an incredible evening for Dan Bewley, who did it in front of a galaxy of stars who were assembled to mark the 20th anniversary of the Speedway Grand Prix in Cardiff. People like Tony Ricardson, Jason Crump, Greg Hancock, Chris Harris, of course, the previous winner in 2007 at Cardiff. And now Dan Bewley joins that uh, elite crew of uh, riders who have gone to Cardiff and done it. And, um, I mean, we mustn't forget, Dan has burst onto the scene here in terms of the, the Grand Prix series. He, he was in as a wild card because of what happened with Laguta and Saifutnov. Um, nobody was really expecting, say, big things, but I think we all secretly knew that he had this talent. He's ridden at Cardiff once before. He had one ride in 2018 uh, where he uh, he came in for, for Robert Lambert, I think it was, in, in one heat as a track reserve and failed to score. But he's very much done the opposite this time round. First full appearance and wins a meeting that riders sometimes spend their whole lives trying to win. Absolutely incredible. Um, and I think uh, a result like that's been coming uh, for Dan in particular. Uh, such a talent. Loves being on a motorbike, whether it's his flat track bike or a speedway bike, you know, on the beach uh, in Maryport or a trials bike, you know, whatever, whenever I see him, he's just loves being on two wheels. And, um, I think when conditions are like that, then because of his natural talent and because of the amount of time he spends on a bike, I think he's so relaxed. He's a, he's an accomplished motocross rider. Um, anything two wheels related comes naturally to him. And I think to ride a track like he was presented on Saturday quickly, you have to be relaxed. And and I think that's what really gave him the edge on Saturday. And it was great to see, you know, we have waited such a long time for a winner. Um, And I think the stars kind of aligned for him, didn't they? You know, I think uh, if he he could have had a choice of gates in the final, I'm not sure whether he would have picked the right one. And I think that being left with gate two, um, I think took a little bit of pressure off uh, and also probably gave him the one that he wanted in the end anyway. So uh, I was so pleased for him, uh, having worked closely with him with with everything uh, GB related, but he's such a a likable kid. He still is a kid, isn't he really? and I'm just genuinely pleased for him because he puts a lot of hard work in. He, he does come across as, as this relaxed, sort of chilled out uh, lad, but uh, a lot of hard work goes in behind the scenes. I know he's 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 really upped his game with um, with everything since uh, since he's started. Um, you know, he's set up in Poland and um, taking the the step of missing out on British Speedway this year because he genuinely just wanted to broaden his horizons and have some 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 more experience on different racetracks that the Swedish league would give him and um, absolutely gone about things the right way. Obviously, we were disappointed to lose him from British Speedway this this year, but. Um, I, I can certainly see him coming back in the very near future and he did it for all the right reasons um, so to see all this hard work and dedication and um, and what have you go um, with him and 
and help him achieve that sort of level of success, winning your home Grand Prix um, is something, you know, as a former rider, I could have only ever dreamed of. Um, but I, I can appreciate how special that must have been. Well, let's hear from the man himself speaking to Eurosports after winning the British Grand Prix in Cardiff. Here's Dan Bewley. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, it started off pretty good with two wins, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to get ahead of myself. But, uh, you know, I felt good on the track tonight and uh, the boys did an awesome job on the bike. And, uh, you know, going into the final, I knew if I just made a half decent start, you know, I was pretty committed, you know, to, to do what needed to be done and uh, put ourselves in a good position and... Uh, you know, to be honest, it wasn't probably the most impressive race of my life, but uh, it's one I'm going to remember for, forever. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty crazy night. I've been saying, you know, I think I'm easy fast enough to be here. I've shown that in the qualifying, but uh, to win GPs, you have to be a complete package. And, uh, you know, tonight I was closer to that. I made some good starts and, you know, some smarter decisions on the track. So, uh, you know, hopefully I can just uh, build on this and... Uh, you know, it's a long season, I'm pretty pumped now, but uh, we'll be come back down to earth tonight or maybe Monday morning and uh, get back to work. But uh, for now, I'm going to try and enjoy it tonight and, uh, yeah, we get back to work for next GP. Yeah, I reckon he enjoyed. The last time I saw him was on the dance floor at half past one in the morning in Walkabout in Cardiff, and uh, I'm sure he had a great night. Congratulations to Dan Bewley. Simon Stead is with us, our guest this week. Um, Simon, you know Dan pretty well. I think the thing that's really stood out here is how cool he was under pressure because the whole occasion can phase some riders. We know that, you know, the, the size of the crowd, the stadium, all the whole, everything. Um, not least as well, the, the perhaps mind games that are going on. Bartosz Schmarschlik, Leon Madsen being very vocal about the track conditions. Dan's just sat there chuckling away to himself um, and, and just getting on with it. No problem whatsoever. And then drops the clutch in the final, his first final with Smarschlik next to him and no bother whatsoever and brings it home. Yeah, I think um, perhaps he's got mature head on his shoulders. Uh, I think there are a lot of, well, there are a lot of mind games that go on in, in, in Grand Prix Speedway because every little edge or advantage you can get on, on a competitor is, is gold uh, at, at that elite level. Um so we, we have seen it before and, and sometimes riders can get beat before they've even rode the track. Um, I know it wasn't ideal. Uh, it, was, it was far from it. The, the track conditions were difficult, um, but they were the same for everybody. Um, and in years gone by, we have ridden Cardiff in as bad, if not worse, conditions. You know, the year Bomber won it, 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 it was very, very similar. Um, and, you know, I've ridden it also when, when it's not been particularly nice to ride. But, you know, we, we have got to remember that, that these are the best riders in the world. I, I know it doesn't showcase the best racing when conditions are like that. But um, the fact that Dan was able to park everything that was going on around him and concentrate on on going out and getting a result was uh, was testament to the to the lad because that takes some doing when uh, when there was a lot going on and a lot being said. Um, so, look, he thoroughly thoroughly deserved that. And um, you know, I, I know Robert was desperately disappointed. Um, 
but he finished off with a really, really good win. And uh, I also think, you know, I can see a final, um, a top three or even a win coming for, for Robert very, very soon because he's matured very quickly as well. Um, he's, again, doing all the right things. He's training, he's... Um, he's his, his look and his vision um, about what he needs to do and how he needs to achieve it. The help that he's got in the pits with with Jason Crump. Um, again, another superb British talent that we're, that we're fortunate to have um, on our books at the moment, um, who's destined for, for big things and his night will come, I'm sure. Do you have any update on Ty Wuffenden? Because he withdrew from the meeting, unfortunately, and you know it's always a shame when anybody has to withdraw from a meeting. But Ty, who was so fired up for that event um, and 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 looking winning it himself, you know, for him to miss out there is um, you know a huge shame. No, I think uh, he's he's struggling a, a bit. Ty will 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 do his own um, press release when when the time's right. I'm sure. Um, uh, but Ty is an experienced campaigner now, and he will know his body better than than anybody. And I think uh, he was obviously under a lot of pressure to to ride Polish League, um, um, but the the tracks aren't quite like Cardiff over there, and it was maybe just uh, one test too much uh, for his body at this stage. Um, but he'll be doing everything possible to, uh, to to turn things around and get himself fit and ready uh, for the next Grand Prix because you know he's he's it, it was such a shame because you know we saw on the opening day of uh, of, of the Speedo Nations didn't we or, or in our our first round just how good he looks at the minute prior to to what happened so he's desperately disappointed. Um, and and I honestly believe he was he was getting some way back to the Ty Wuffenden we know. I know he's he's had a lot of things going on at the mo- this season, you know, with engines and tuners and and the likes, and uh, making a transition between uh, one or two or whatever he's done isn't easy, uh, and it's taken him a little bit of time to get to to speed. But um, I really thought. On that day, wow, you know, we're, we're looking at a Woofie that's back to somewhere near his best. So uh, I hope we can see that again really soon because um, Great Britain as a nation are in a really solid position right now with uh, with the talent that we've got in the Grand Prix series. Uh, really exciting for me uh, and Ollie to be a to be a part of that and um, and looking at the, the conveyor belt of of talent that we've got coming through. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work and there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes to to give them that platform but we are we are starting to see the rewards which is um which again is hugely rewarding for us Adam Ellis of course had a a crash in the the practice session um the day before and and as people will know he rode that first heat and couldn't hold on to the bike and withdrew after that obviously that has a knock on effect for you as well on on the, the the domestic front with Sheffield and he's got a broken collarbone and what's the the prognosis there as far as you know with Adam because it was a real shame everybody was pumped to see him he had the he had the tassels on the on the Kevlar's and everything it was all set up nicely for him but it just just didn't work out did it it was really sad 
really sad and I, I spoke to his mechanic who's a very very good friend one of my best friends um johnny who mechanic for me for the majority of my careers uh he now works for for adam so i, I was in 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 regular contact with them um and he was so disappointed um you know the first couple of practice runs had gone really really well uh his times had been good in the earlier practice sessions so things were things were going really good and he just got caught out it's 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 one of those one of those things but it's such an, a horrible injury because it's it's one of those where you know he, he obviously felt confident enough to to give it a go but and and perhaps on another day on another track then he he might have been able to uh, suffer in silence and and get himself through the meeting but uh, on a track like that it was obviously very very evident early on that he wasn't going to be able to do that so again um really disappointed for him because uh I know also know a lot of hard work that goes on with him and his team um they were really up for it uh, I I felt like this could have been a real springboard for him and um uh it's just not worked out but He's he's a, he's still a, a young man. He's got plenty of time on his side, um, but I, I do know he's desperate to sort of take that next level. He was desperate to um, uh, to have his in, get his involvement in the in the in the Euros, and um, he's ridden for GB in a number of events now in the pairs, etc., and has really showcased some 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 talent there. So. I know he's desperate to to put himself in the mix with the big boys, so he would have seen that as an opportunity uh, on a on a Cardiff track that that I could have seen suit him. So um, again, young young man who um, who's got lots to offer, uh, and um, let's hope that uh, he gets another shot at it because um, he, he he deserves it, and uh, it'd be something that I'd like to see. A shame for Adam Ellis, but um, a huge opportunity for Tom ben- Brennan and Leon Flint because uh, they picked up his rides and also with Ty Wuffenden withdrawing as well later into the meeting. That meant that both the lads got, I think it was three rides each. Um, Tom Brennan picked up a, uh, some points, as did uh, Leon through the course of the, the meeting. And great experience for those two. And then they carried that on in, in SGP too as well because, um, of course... Um, with a bit of extra track knowledge, I think that probably helped them both, and um, both getting, uh, you know, a good amount of points through the course of that meeting. And of course, SGB two was curtailed after twenty heats, so we will never know what uh, ultimately would have happened there. Um, but Leon Flint and Drew Kemp also getting in on the action as well, and this is all great experience for these upcoming rising stars, isn't it? To, to be performing against the very, very best. Yeah, I think, you know, what, what really impressed me about uh, those two boys in particular was how they addressed themselves on uh, the Saturday. Um, you know, just echoing what you said there, they, they were against the best riders in, in the world and um, and went about their business very, very well in a professional manner um got on with the job which was difficult in the conditions but uh they grasped that 
opportunity um, and I thought they did themselves proud. Uh, I don't know whether it was any benefit uh, for them on the on the Sunday. I'm sure it was a little bit, but I don't know whether it just meant that they had a sleepless night thinking that they had to go and get on with that again on Sunday. But um, uh, I think both lads did themselves proud. And um, it's great to see again, we touched on it earlier, Ian, that um, this, uh, the hard work that goes on within the, the GB setup uh, with uh, the academy days, which we're, we're so fortunate to have, um, you know, ATPI and Rentruck um, really getting together with with GB Speedway and giving giving us a platform to help these uh, these younger guys. And they've come through the ranks of that with with the help of Rory in the early days. And um, it's really nice for us to see the fruits of our labour because they obviously got or are still getting um, a great deal of, of help from from that and uh, the program that we've got with GB. It's not just it's not just bike time. It's it's meal prep. It's training. It's all the things that go into making an elite level athlete. That um, people like myself and Ollie and you know that generation of 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 rider didn't have. And we were perhaps a little bit late to the party with that. When you look at uh, how quickly uh, the Poles and and the Russians and and uh, and the other nations have have uh, have excelled, and we were playing catch up for a little while there. But uh, I feel like we've made ground, if not uh, if not overtaken a few of them now with uh, with recent results. So um, things are looking good and. Um, uh, Leon and and uh, and Tom in particular showcased that on on Saturday, and like you said, the other the other guys on Sunday did themselves proud. It was um, again difficult conditions, but uh, they got in there, muscled in, uh, scored some points, and it will have given them a great taste. I remember, I will never forget my first um, appearance at Cardiff. It is mind blowing. Uh, and again, like you touched on when you look across your shoulder and Leon was again, was with Smarslik and, and the likes. I remember doing the same thing as a, uh, I don't know, I was probably 19 or 20. Uh, and there was Thomas Gollub, Todd Wiltshire in my first race. I was off gate four. Um, <laughs> but, you you know, those moments you never, ever forget. And... Um, that's a real taste of things to come for those boys because if they keep applying themselves well, uh, stay dedicated, keep going about things the right way, keep listening to the support network that they have, um, keep doing the right things, then uh, then the world is their oyster. And that's, that's that global series, that elite level Grand Prix series is, is where they have to aim. Um, and, and we will try our best to... To nurture them and give them the support that they need to to get the very best out of them. And for you, being the Great Britain team manager, it must be tremendous to see this production line of talent coming through. It's you know perhaps a, a number of years ago we might have been in a situation where we've got one or two riders who are operating right at the top level, but it's hard to see who that next guy would be and where they're going to come from. But now we can see the future a little bit. We can see that we've got three or four guys coming through now who 
could be in, in, in a number of years, some maybe shorter than others, you know, Grand Prix regulars and, and, and following now in, in Dan Bewley's footsteps. And that sounds crazy considering Dan Bewley's age is he's still, what, 23 or, or so, um, that, that there are riders behind him who very soon will be looking to, to, to follow in, in, in Dan's lead. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that bears well for, for next year, obviously move on to a Speedway World Cup rather than the Speedway of Nations. Um, it's another a different competition, um, one that will again showcase the very best riders in the world. And what we have now is uh, enough world-class riders to be able to compete in the World Cup, which I think we've uh, in recent years we've we've been a little bit a little bit light, um, and that's no disrespect to the riders involved. That was you know I probably class myself as, as one of those, but we you know we just felt a little bit shy of of top world class talent to give you know your Ty Wolfindens and your Lee Richardsons and 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 the like some some real heavyweight backup and. Uh, I think when we now look at, at what we're doing and and the format and and the riders that we have available to us, we can we can actually think, you know, we can compete at any level, whether it's Speedway Nations or World Cup, and that's a really nice place to be. And again, um, stems from a lot of hard work that goes on uh, behind the scenes, and and also credit to the lads uh, who have gone about their business and and improved us helped improve us as a nation yeah it, it, it is it is tremendous to see and i think you know the british fans can can see that production line now and and coming into the the speedway world cup of course selections maybe i don't know maybe slightly easier in some respects but for the for the riders as well it's it's maybe a more achievable aim for them to to think well look i can put myself in the frame for the world cup because they're going to need more than just the, the two riders or three as we've had with the speedway of nations there are more opportunities for 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 the guys to get involved and and put themselves in the frame at least in your mind, to be to be thought about for the for the Speedway World Cup as well, and and a, such a great track of Roslav as well. That's really going to. I mean, there's Dan Bewley's home track in in Poland, Antai Wuffenden's. So there's there's two favourites there, of course, already in your mind, I'm sure. But it is it is a track that so many riders love racing. It's it's um, brought us other world champions as well. And Gary Havelock going back over the years, I think he won his world title there. So it's a it's a track that that British guys historically go well round. Yeah, it's a it's a such a good racing track, but um, I think you just touched on it then in that you know we are in a great position with uh, with two at the least home track riders um, who can who have such a, a vast amount of experience around there will be able to help the other riders involved in that whoever they might might be you know um, it's, you know the first three on the name. Are, on the name sheet, pick, pick themselves really uh, in in Ty, Dan, and uh, and Robert. But like you said, there it's it, it's it's great that these other guys uh, have an opportunity to put themselves in the shop window. I remember my last one that I did in two thousand fourteen. Um, I was desperate. I knew I was coming towards the back end of my career, but I was desperate to have sort of one last chat, uh, shot at, at being involved uh, in that setup. And really worked hard on on fitness. I was very very happy being back at Sheffield. Um, I was riding at Leicester as well, and I think the two tracks 
kind of um, helped me because I had a big fast racing track at Sheffield and I had a smaller tighter track at, at, at Leicester and was enjoying myself at, at both thoroughly enjoyed my season that year um, managed to stay injury free and um, that was like you said it was it was a constant thought in my mind you know if, if I can just keep doing what I'm doing you know perhaps I might just get that call up and when it came it was an honour for me, it was always um, an honour to pull on the Great Britain race jacket. It's um, something that, that you know, I, I'm immensely proud of. And, um, you know, I, I had a good semi-final at, at Kings Lynn. Uh, I fell short in the, as the team did in, in the final in Bidkosh that year, but um, it was it was a great achievement for me personally, having come in, having come back from a nasty injury in 2013 but you know going back to what you first said just having that little bit of hope can uh, can really help a rider um get the best out of himself so i hope that is the case with with a lot of them because certainly after the first three there's 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 nothing set in stone and um it'd be great to see some riders take that next step and and give us a real selection headache well, that's the Speedway World Cup of 2023. A major fixture happening in Glasgow on Saturday, which is going to help decide at least four of the riders lining up in the Speedway Grand Prix Series of 2023, taking place at Ashfield this Saturday. Uh, Simon Steads will be with us to look ahead to that and also to look ahead to the Premiership Pairs, which comes to Ollerton Stadium in Sheffield. Um, Sheffield's home round there, therefore, of course, and they're looking to get the uh, win on the board and uh, fire themselves up the table and put themselves in a chance for a uh, showdown at the National Speedway Stadium against Bellevue and the rest of the teams from the Premiership in the pairs competition. But more about that to come in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. And our guest this week is Simon Stead, team manager of the Sheffield Tigers and of the Great Britain Speedway team, alongside Ollie Allen, of course, and uh, a rider with uh, much experience, too, of all levels of uh, Speedway in uh, Great Britain and around the world. And um, one of the tough meetings that you can find yourself in in World Speedway is the Speedway Grand Prix Challenge, which is uh, the meeting where all the riders who've qualified to get to this point are battling it out for what effectively in speedway terms is the golden ticket your chance to be a regular speedway grand prix rider in 2023 this is how it's done and there are some existing grand prix riders in among this lineup looking to cement their place for next year not least dan Bewley and robert lambert but many more well-known names as well uh, in this lineup, we'll run through them all very, very soon. But as I say, this this is the speedway equivalent of uh, Willy Wonka's golden ticket, isn't it, Simon? It really is, and uh, it's an incredibly hard meeting. Um, it's nobody gives an inch. It is the hardest meeting, without shadow of a doubt, on the calendar. It's it's brutal um but what we will see at glasgow is a really really well prepared track um which will provide fantastic racing um 
riders in every single heat, giving it absolutely everything because, like you said, it's that golden ticket. It's um, the first way of of securing a GP slot, and we've seen it before where where if a if a rider can qualify from that, it does take the pressure off a little bit, and we've seen their GP results improve. So. Um, Look, the boys will be there giving it their all. Robert raced in the test match for us early in the year. Dan had just had a, an injury, so was was supposed to be, um, or was in the original lineup, but had to had to pull out, of course. Um, but Robert Lambert that day, we, some of the moves he he made that day were were absolutely uh, incredible. So, if that's a little taste of what we've got to look forward to on on Saturday in Glasgow, then uh, we're in for a real treat. So. Uh, one that I'm personally really looking forward to. Um, I'll be there um, with my GB hat on and um, really looking forward to that. Uh, giving Dan and, um, and and Rob a little bit of of, of extra help. So uh, one I'm really looking forward to. I had that you know in the calendar really early on, and it's great to see because uh, the Vecinas have done such an amazing job with that with that club. Um, you know, from from where it was before they 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 took it on, uh, the investment they've made in the stadium, uh, the 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 team that they're fielding, um, all the people that are involved in that club uh, love it, and um, it's great to see the the rewards, isn't it? Because you look around, you know, the, the crowds have increased, the stadium looks a million dollars. Um, so it, it's it's great to see what some investment and some uh, some vision in the right. In the right, uh, in the right way, um, you know their social media is fantastic. There's there's lots of things that they're doing right, and and they're reaping the rewards for that. So um, we're in for a real treat on on Saturday. So uh, again, one that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, one that I, I know uh, is really important to to every single rider that will be turning up that day. Um, all chasing that that dream of uh, of achieving Grand Prix status for 2023. So, uh, we're, again, we're in for a real treat. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Well, here is the lineup: Oliver Bernson, Vaclav Milik, Dan Bewley, Max Frick, Anders Levadevs, Rasmus Jensen, David Balego, Anders Thompson, Simon Wozniak, Chris Holder, Rowan Tungate, Robert Lambert, Jack Holder, Dominic Cabrera. Michael Jepsen Jensen and Kim Nilsson with track reserves Drew Kemp and Connor Bailey. Four of those guys will make it through to the Speedway Grand Prix series of 2023. Regular riders lining up in every round and really making their name on the world stage. Um, some riders there that have certainly got experience of the Glasgow circuit, not least, of course, um, Dan Bewley and... Um, Rasmus Jensen, another one that leaps out. We know Chris Holder can go well around there. Robert Lambert certainly knows his way around that track. Um, probably Max Frick as well. He used to ride for Edinburgh, didn't he? So he'll know there uh, fairly well. So the stage is uh, is nicely set and, well, yeah, pick four from there. You, you could go down that list and make an argument for every single one of them to, um, to be right up there at the business end of the meeting. So... Um, Jack's obviously hit a rich vein of form. Um, we saw him uh, win win gold with uh, with Australia at the Speedway Nations. Uh, he had a fabulous uh, couple of days there. Really, really rode well and um, and got his reward for that. 
Uh, and we obviously saw that form carry on into the British, British Grand Prix where I thought he was desperately unlucky not to not to qualify for the final. He probably looked like Dan Bewley's um, uh, uh, probably biggest headache for that meeting up, up until um, Madsen got away with a flyer in the in the semi. So he was uh, really unlucky to to not make the final. Then I think um, uh, he was obviously disappointed about that. But it's great to see him, you know, with my Sheffield hat on. It's great to see him with such a uh, in, in such a rich vein of form at the moment and. He'll be uh, he'll be looking at, at going out and, and doing the business at, at Glasgow. That's for sure because um, there's so, certainly no none of the riders can no, no GP rider unless you do qualify for uh, for it for next season by right. There's no guarantees when it comes to wild cards. So um, you know Chris back in there, you wouldn't put it past him. You know on on his day, still one of the very very best riders in the world. Um, he wouldn't be turning up there. Uh, just to make up numbers, if he's if he's going and making the effort to to be involved in the meeting, then um, he obviously wants to get back involved in the Grand Prix series, and that that's dangerous for anybody. So, um, just a great great looking lineup, and um, having like I said, having been involved in those those meetings before, um, I know every rider will be absolutely desperate to uh, to make that top three, which makes it really really interesting. This, the lineup's superb, so. Uh, we're in for a cracker. Well, if you can get yourself there in person, you're in for a treat. As Simon mentioned, uh, Glasgow's Ashfield Stadium gets underway at 7 o'clock. There is a live stream running uh, for that as well, available from the Glasgow Tigers website. But uh, a, a stellar lineup there, all battling out for, for the ultimate ticket for next year's Speedway Grand Prix Series. Looking into the domestic situation now and with your Sheffield Tigers team manager's hat on, Simon, uh, next up for you, it's the Premiership Pairs, which is on Thursday. Uh, that's Thursday the 18th of August at Ollerton Stadium. So your home round. Been a frustrating one, really, for you. You've had um, three second places so far for Sheffield. And then failing to score any league points as far as the um, Premiership pairs league tables concerned at Wolves, but looking to put that right with your home advantage, surely you're going to be fancying your chances there and uh, looking to uh, make it an interesting one at the big final at uh, Bellevue because currently Ipswich are starting to threaten to run away with it. It's a difficult one with the with the pairs. I've been I've been sort of. Not disappointed. It's a, it's a wrong word. I've just been, I've been felt, I've been left feeling like niggled by it because I feel like we've we've probably been enough, uh, probably been riding well enough in 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 the majority of the round, rounds to have more points on the board. You know, we've we've missed out, um, you know, one too many times now in uh, in the final. Um, you know, we, we could be sat there quite comfortably like uh, Ipswich are, but um, the difference in points between winning it and, and second is, is, is too great, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, if you've made the final, I think there, there ought to be more reward. I'm not just saying this because of where Sheffield is sat at the moment. I just think, you know, to make it a better spectacle, and to keep the interest, then then perhaps there should be a reward for the teams that make the final. Um, you know, not just not just the winner, really. Um, but 
you're right, it is a chance for us to, to get some much-needed points on the board. Um, if if we can win it on, on Thursday, it makes the final leg in uh, Bellevue really, really interesting. Um, I really hope that the, that the Sheffield public uh, buy into this concept and, and get behind us because, um, like I said, having been involved in, in the previous rounds, um, going around with the, with the boys, it's provided some really, really good racing. Um, I love the idea of it. I think it needs a little bit of fine tuning, but uh, the, the concept of it is very, very good and has provided us with some really, really good racing. So um, naturally, I hope that, that we get a big crowd in. Uh, it always helps uh, if we can get a big crowd to get behind our name too and, um, and really try and give us that extra boost to try and uh, tie down our first victory of the series, which has seemed like a long time coming. And uh, I, I think we're, we're, we're due a bit of good luck and it would be nice to get that in, on home soil. Yeah, you see, in the first round at, at Peterborough, I gave you 10 points for, um, for, for, for finishing second. And it, was only, it was only after the meeting, because I was commentating on it, it was only after the meeting I realised it was eight. <laughs> I was like, whoops. And maybe, but, but yeah. you know, it is a big, you're right, it is a big drop from, from you know, 12 points for winning the, the meeting and then eight for coming second. You know, maybe that, maybe that 10 points or something like that and just go, because I just thought it was, I, I think it, maybe it was, I'd seen something, 12, 10, 8, six four or whatever and yeah it, it, it does i don't know i i get what you're saying definitely i know what you mean i much prefer your your scoring in than than the one that we're actually settled <laughs> with so um it'd be interesting to see if it, it's, it's, this is the kind of scoring i invented <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see how we'd sit if uh if, if that was the case but um it's not um but like i said i don't think it's quite the finished finished article but there are so many positives around it i think it's great that the that there are um some extra fixtures on the board i think it's um it's something for the fans to get to uh, get their teeth into it's a uh, rather than it just being you know the traditional one day event which was always a great event don't get me wrong but I think to to spread it out over the course of a season and go to to every single track is a is a is a fair way of of finding a an eventual winner and you know like I said if if results um go a certain way on um on Thursday then it will see it go down to to the final one at Bellevue which um I think would would be uh would be pretty good You'd have um, you'd have six more points on the board if you use my scoring system, so that would that would put you eight points behind. See, so that would that would be a bit closer, wouldn't it? Yeah, but... we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go. Let's go with that. Um, the the lineups are not um, confirmed as far as I know across all of the teams yet. I know there's a little bit of uh, TBC about it about who who's able to ride and with injuries coming in now and and things like that. But as far as Sheffield goes, um, who who are you tracking? Well, it's it's obviously that it would have been quite easy in Jack and Jack and Adam, um, but obviously with the with the injury to Adam, we've we've got to um, we've got to sort of go down a different avenue, and and I think that is again the beauty about this competition, being able to name two out of your top four. I think is is great because uh, as a team manager, you you are able to to use horses for courses and to to have a little bit more input than perhaps you do on a normal race day, uh, trying to get the best out of, of the boys and trying to get the best uh, out of the, the the riders available to you. So 
Uh, I have enjoyed that aspect of, of the competition. Um, and look, it just remains to be seen what uh, what what the other guys feel. So uh, I, Ipswich will be aware that they that they can make life a little bit easier for themselves if they have another successful evening. So uh, I expect them to field a, a strong team again. You know, when they've got the likes of of, of Jason Doyle at their disposal, we, you know you're in for a, a difficult evening. But he can't win it on his own. So. Um, uh, it 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 all adds to the the prospect of a of a great evening, which I'm really looking forward to. And now, have you found the obviously the one of the things about this tournament is you can switch the gate positions over, can't you? Fairly short notice sometimes, and and put your uh, reserve in where you see fit as well. Um, it in theory gives you a bit more control over things, and you can sort of spice things up and move a move a rider from from an inside gate to an outside gate at the drop of a hat and maybe throw a cat among the pigeons. How's that works out for you? Again, I think, it, I think I, I quite like that. Um, uh, again, uh, part of being a, a team manager and having that relationship with your riders is, is half of the fun for me. Um, I think it's, it's pretty good. I have a good, a good working relationship with, with all of, all of our boys. So, um, we do what's right to get the most amount of points on the board. Um, and, uh, it's quite easy to be for, for a rider to be selfish and go off the best gate every time or the best gate for them every time, which is not necessarily right for the team. So, um, you know, I've got to give, give my lads, I can't speak for any of the other team managers, but I'm going to give my lads credit where that's due because they will do whatever it uh, whatever it takes to to get the most amount of points on the board for the team and and, and work together to uh, to achieve the goal of winning it like i said it would be, we've we've fallen short um unfortunately in in a, in a few of them but um the best is yet to come and like i said it'd be a great time on thursday to to get our first win on the board and uh, that's certainly what we'll be going for Absolutely, and on Sheffield as a whole, of course, you uh, you've got a few matches in hand on the teams above you in 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 the league. You through to the League Cup final, of course, from from earlier in the season as well, which is uh, yet to be organised against Kings Lynn. So there's potential silverware there as well, um, and a change to your team lineup from the last time that you raced as well, because Craig Cook has uh, departed the side. Louis Kerr has has come into the side. Um, of course, we were talking about him just a week ago leaving Kings Lynn and, and you move very quickly there. Really like Louis. Um, is uh, an absolute professional. Keeps himself in very, very good shape. Has excellent equipment. Um, so I've worked with him closely um, within the GB structure uh, over the course of the last two, three years, whatever it's been. Um and I could recognize that he was um, in need of a change. Uh, I think he'd become a little bit stale at, at, at Kings Lynn. And having had the initial conversation with him, I could hear in his voice that um, not a weight had been lifted, but I think he'd he was stuck in a rut um, uh, 
Kingsley getting rid of him had perhaps done him a favour and uh, he could concentrate on just getting himself back up to form. We'd seen, uh, we've seen his red car results improve over the course of the last um, few weeks. And, uh, and I recognised somebody that was on a very attractive average who I thought could do a better job than his average suggested. Uh, and somebody was desperate for another opportunity or a chance um, at premiership level um, to, to show what he's really capable of. So um, it was a change that we felt we needed to make. Um, there's obviously a question mark about Craig's fitness at the moment. Uh, which which is a concern when we only scored four points from from Craig's programmed RR rides uh, against Kings Lynn last Thursday or the, the, our last home meeting. Um, so that really brought it home to us that RR wasn't really a an option. Um, so the fact that there was such a good opportunity available in 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 Louis made it. A bit of a no-brainer. Look, I'm super disappointed that it hasn't worked out for Craig. Uh, very, very talented rider. Um, I was enjoying working with him. It was just frustrating that uh, I couldn't help him get on to greater things again because we, we've seen what sort of things he's capable of and that was what we were really holding on to, um, that he could turn that corner and we would see the very best out of Craig again. But unfortunately, we... We just ran out of time, um, and obviously his, his latest injury setback didn't didn't help matters. So um, important for us to look after the club and, uh, and and put the club first. And when there's an opportunity like there was presented to us, then um, it would have been uh, it would have been silly for us not to at least explore the option. And, and after the discussion, like I said, we, I had with uh, with Louis, um, uh, then. I believe we've made the right move for the for the club and gives us a little bit more strength. Obviously, we'll we'll wait to see what happens with the with the next averages and perhaps we'll have to do a, a little bit of a shuffle round with the team if uh, if Seji comes into the main body and and Louis Louis drops to reserve. Uh, we'll have to see how that pans out. But uh, I think um, I think it gives us a little bit more strength in depth. He rides uh, Wolverhampton well. He obviously rides Kingsland well on his day. Um, rides Ipswich well. These are all places that we're going to have to revisit. Uh, you said just before about the the cup competition at Kingsland that makes it pretty mouthwatering. I know that Craig will be desperate. Uh, sorry, Louis will be desperate to uh, to get his teeth into that one and um, and show what he's got. So uh, I think it just um, gives us a little bit more strength in depth and a little bit more firepower. Um, but obviously, you know, saying that it's little bit of a heavy heart and um, we obviously wish wish Craig uh, the best for a, for a speedy recovery and, and also that we, we get to see him back to something like his best for, for Glasgow very soon because uh, we all know what he's capable of on his day. Is it one of the, the harder 
parts of being a team manager where you've you've got to impart this news to to a rider that you've put your full trust in and, and it doesn't work out. Of course, at this point in the season, particularly, we've seen changes all over the, the place, really, not just in this country, but abroad as well. Riders coming and going largely through injury or, or whatever has come along that's affected their performances. It's it, Your hand's kind of forced, really, isn't it? Because ultimately, you've got to look after the, the results and the hope of the the club and the and the spectators i think um it's a business ian and um in business if you've got something that isn't performing or or halting or slowing down your progress then you would look at, at, at changing something within that business structure and uh i think it was something that I struggled with earlier on um, and I was a little bit uncomfortable with it because, you know, I've been pals or, you know, certainly colleagues of a, a lot of these lads. Uh, so I found that a little bit difficult, but but actually the reality of, of it is it is just business and 99.9% and of the time they're almost expecting that telephone call. Um, Craig, uh, I've got to say, was um, was was really really good uh, in, in that last telephone conversation between us. Uh, knew he'd not been at his best. Was disappointed with him with himself, and um, you know was apologetic that he'd not been able to to do what he thought he was capable of. So. Uh, he wished us well as we wish him well um, but it is just part and parcel of the job of being a team manager um, teams change averages change um, and sometimes you have an opportunity to to improve the team and if I feel like we've got that opportunity Ian then uh, then we, we would be silly not to 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 take advantage of of an opportunity when it when it presents itself because uh you know we, we we learned the hard way a little bit last year when you know i felt troy was gonna about to turn a corner and every meeting i felt like it was going to be the one that was going to be the one that kick-started his season and um that 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 meeting never came along and uh Obviously, Troy was disappointed. I was disappointed that that didn't quite work out. But you know, if you leave it, if you leave it too too long, then sometimes that opportunity's passed, and um, we've struck while the iron's hot. Uh, we've made a couple of changes this year. Obviously, we 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 released Stefan to bring in first Jake and 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 then Sergi. Um, you know, it was unfortunate for Stefan because he'd been uh, a good asset for for Sheffield in in two thousand and twenty one. Uh, just not quite being able to um, to get that form back, uh, which was disappointing for all of us. Um, and you know he he kept having a couple of knocks. So uh, there are opportunities that present themselves, and you've got to you've you've got to take those if 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 you feel it's the right move. And we will only do it if if we feel it's the right move, of course. But um, it's it's one of those things. It's never an easy conversation to have with a rider, but. Um, often they they know that they've not been performing as well as they should do, and and, and are often expecting that call. In my experience, and 
we don't know yet how long um, the recovery is going to be and, and, and Adam's situation, or maybe you do know more, but obviously the accident that, that Adam had at, at the Grand Prix, that's you've, you've, you've sought one problem out and now you're left with a, another issue potentially for the, certainly for the short term, um, that, that you know, you, you've got to manage that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not a great situation to be in, um, but at the moment, uh, the way that the averages are, we 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 have got um, good cover for for Adam, uh, so it's a little bit different to to where we were running RR for for Craig. So the the problem isn't quite as uh, as as uh, as as bad as it was with with Craig. So. Um, we're waiting to hear from from Adam. I've, I've been in touch with him today. He's um, he's obviously disappointed. He's he's going to be out for for certainly a, a a short amount of time. How long that is going to be? We are waiting for uh, an MRI scan, um, which is hoping to to get done fairly soon. Um, uh, he wasn't able to go to the clinic today, but he's making progress with that, and uh, will keep us in the loop. Um, not an easy one to manage, um, but I suppose when we get more news from 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 Adam and get some indication on on the the length of time that he's going to be out, then perhaps at that point we will need to to look at our options if there are any. Simon Stead, Sheffield team manager, with us on this week's No Breaks, No Fear, and one of his new signings was victorious last Friday in the championship pairs. Lewis Kerr, alongside Charles Wright, representing the Red Car Bears, won the meeting in a grand final contested against the Pool Pirates. Uh, we'll talk more about that, and we'll hear from Louis and Charles in just a moment here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan. Our guest this week is Simon Stead, and we're going to talk now about uh, an event where Simon's newest signing, Louis Kerr, was uh, involved with his championship club, the Red Car Bears, and won some silverware as well at the Championship Pairs competition, which was held at Oxford, of course, the event that's uh, always been previously held at Somerset for uh, the last number of years um, until pre-pandemic and uh, warm-up event for the Grand Prix weekend, but this time now held at Oxford. And what a great evening it was as well. A big crowd turning out, getting in the mood for the weekend ahead. And it ultimately came down to the Red Car Bears versus the Pool Pirates. Steve Worrell suffering disaster on the start line as the tapes rose, his cutout came out, and uh, that left the Red Car Bears with uh, no other option than just to race for the uh, final four laps and bring home the trophy and that they did as well but uh, to be fair to red car they they only dropped a couple of points all night really and they had previously beaten the pool pirates both of them um steve Worrell and danny king in in heat 20 which was just a few before so um they'd performed on the night they'd certainly beaten their opposition twice and um they won the trophy and speaking on british speedway network after that we can hear from louis kerr and charles wright oh, i'm ecstatic uh it's the first proper thing i've won i think uh, you know, so I'm I'm I'm, uh, buzzing. I'm well chuffed. I'm buzzing, yeah, and we and we done done pull both times in the qualifiers as well. So uh, yeah, happy days. Happy days, Charles. Right, I'm sure it's, the one, same. it's one of those. It's almost anticlimactic for us watching because you know um, Stevie stopped on the start finish line, but you didn't know that for a couple of laps. 
No, I was railing the dirt for three laps, thinking. Oh, <laughs> and I, I only realised last lap, and I thought, best come in a bit now. <laughs> but no, uh, no, it was great. We knew where each other were. I stuck it wide where I like it, and Louis liked the curb. So, uh, no, it was brilliant. We worked together as a team, and that's what won it for us. Charles Wright and Louis Kerr speaking with uh, Lee Kilby and Hayley Bromley from uh, British Speedway Network. Um, a great evening for the Red Car Bears. They were partying long into the night, um, many of them heading straight from there into Cardiff and um, start of a great weekend for them. And for you as well, Simon, your uh, newest signing, Louis Kerr, getting what he describes as the, the first proper thing he's won. Yeah, let's hope we can add to that total um, uh, with Sheffield. So, um, yeah, I was really pleased for him, having been obviously in close dialogue with him over the course of that last week. Uh, it was great to see him have such a such a good meeting. Uh, he's riding very well at the moment, um, and success breeds success. When you when you're riding well, when when you're winning things, when you're winning races, uh, I think the, your confidence grows, and uh, I think we're, we're getting Louis at a very good time now because things are going the right way for him. He's obviously a confident lad and riding riding very well. So uh, it was great to see that uh, that he got a good result on Friday. But um, what's also great for me is is seeing the return of Speedway to, to Oxford. I know we're going a little bit off topic here, Ian, but uh, that's, that's been absolutely fantastic for me. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing a, another Speedway club fold and we see it all too often, unfortunately. Um, and perhaps maybe not quite enough is, is made over a club that's resurrected itself and and uh, has been brought back from really the dead. So fair play to everybody that's been involved and is involved at, um, at Oxford because that's just uh, really been... Um, a fantastic transition. The stadium was obviously all the volunteers out there clearing the stadium and and and, and bringing it back to its former glories. It's just great to see. And I, I just sit here with my fingers crossed now that we can see something similar happen at, at Swindon and they can get that local rivalry going. You know, they a club can thrive on that local rivalry. Um, a big crowd on a uh, on a on a, on a, on a bank holiday weekend or whatever. Um, you know that that would be that would be great to see again. So um, perhaps you know, with crowd levels like they are at the moment, um, they might be wanting to uh, move up a level and have top flight speedway at Oxford. There would um, be a, a great uh, addition to to, to 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 top flight speedway. And uh, you know, if if we keep our fingers crossed and something happens at Swindon, then uh, again, you know, we we could be up to. Uh, uh, a much more comfortable number in the top flight, which would be uh, which would be great. The only problem we would have then is obviously um, rider availability, which causes all the headache. But um, perhaps there's there's something that can be done with that, and uh, we can we can see a, a few more riders back in the in the top flight of British Speedway, and uh, that would be great. But yeah, just uh, went off topic a little bit there, but just so good to see Oxford back. You know, some some happy memories from from my riding. Uh, days um, of, of racing around racing around Oxford so uh, a great big pat on the back to everybody involved with that because that was um, that was a real effort and uh, and something that that they can be immensely proud of 
they've done a tremendous job and it's it's a good night as well you know like the the entertainment the the meeting flows well they've got good presentation they've got a good crowd i mean i think i've been there three times this season and every time they've had a solid crowd they let all the fans in early i think from about half five and you go into the pits and, and mill around with the riders as they're getting their stuff set up and a, a bit more access than some clubs have and and i think that bond between you know the fans knowing they can get in and they can have the photos they can sit on the riders bikes sometimes as well and just chat with them the fans feel close to the riders i've noticed at oxford and i think you can tell they've really thought about you know if you're starting from scratch with the club what would you do and and in i think there's certainly you know that's probably what you would do it, it, it's and and loads of places to get something to eat and drink not like not like at the principality stadium on saturday where you were queuing for 40 minutes to get a drink you know there's loads of places to get served and it's you know it, it's a it makes for a nice atmosphere and, and certainly a family atmosphere. Everybody seems really happy and it, it all just seems to just fall into place. You know, it's, it's, they've done a great job, really have. Yeah, that's, that's really good to hear. I, I've, not, I've not got there this season um, yet, Ian, but it's certainly uh, on my radar and, and, and somewhere I'd like to go again because, like I said, I've got such fond memories of, of, of being there as a rider. So it'd be great to see uh, what they've actually um, done with the place Uh and I, I think you, you can only really grasp that by by going and, and getting involved. And like you said, if the atmosphere is great, it, it always helps when there's a, a, a big, strong crowd. So um, really happy that that's back. And like, let's let's hope that uh, that's um, that they're in a really good place and that we can see them uh, perhaps join us in the top flight very soon. But yeah, well done, Louis. Well done, Louis and Charles. <laughs> Well done, Louis and Charles. Um, another note on the championship. They've got a poll running at the moment about whether to bring back the uh, the aggregate point uh, in the league there, seeing what fans think of that. Um, what do you think about that? I think a lot of people seem to be in, in favour of that. I, I, I've always thought it was a good thing. It gives you something extra, isn't it? Just adds something something extra to the fixture. It gives you a, an extra reason to get, you know, every point matters at the end of the day as well. So it's not just all about having a, a regulation win and, and getting away with it. You know, those all those points and really incentive for, certainly for the home side at, e- at each leg of those ties through the course of the season. Uh, yeah, I think it simplifies it a little bit as well. Um, which is which is better for 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 new fans. Um, I think it keeps it interesting. Um, I think sometimes when a when a when a meeting is 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 getting from a, getting away from you, I'm speaking as a as a team manager now, um, and you get to you're trying to identify where to use a tactical substitute, perhaps, uh, and you and you can be. You can actually think that the meeting's, you know, the meeting's gone. You know, you, you've lost it. You know, is there actually any 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 reason to do it? But I think when you're trying to maximise what you can get from every single heat, even if the meeting is um, is past winning, um, then I think when you when you're trying to just get as many points as you can on the board over the course of the two legs, then it does it does uh, it does keep uh, keep the interest. So I think I would be in favour of that. I think. Um, you know that was what I was always used to when I was riding at that level in certainly my younger days you know with uh, with with the likes of Peterborough and, and Sheffield and stuff and we were notorious for you know for wanting to get a you know 61 29 or whatever it was going to be we were we were a real powerhouse at Sheffield so um, 
and and you know your exiters and and stuff who they they certainly weren't um uh they 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 weren't shy of a of a big home in either so uh i think it would be uh, i think it would be a, a good thing but I, what i what i do like is that they've uh, involved the supporters and and want their opinion um ultimately they're the ones that that see the sport from from the outside and uh, and it's nice for them to have a voice so um let's hope they get what they want and Birmingham already announcing that they're they're running next season as well, which I think is a huge statement. And it really, it's put them already, from what I gather, in a real strong position for signing riders. And tell us about this. You know, if you are a rider and, and a club is the first to declare next season, we're on, we're, you know, everything's in place. We can start signing riders or, or having the conversations. And I'm... I'm 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 guessing that to get yourself fixed up nice and early and, and have a deal in place must be a a weight off your mind, I suppose, for the for the next year if you can get a decent deal and uh, and you're happy with it. Yeah, I'm 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 really pleased about that, you know, because there's there's been um there's there's been a little bit of uncertainty around that club for for a couple of seasons now prior to the new management team getting involved. So uh, that's that's great to see that their intentions are there. I think. You know, seeing a little bit more stability around the place will attract riders naturally, um, and they can start on their team building really early. So, I certainly, uh, I think that will will help them put a, a more competitive team out uh, than they perhaps had this year. Uh, I've been in that sort of position when um, I can't remember what year it was, um, but I was I was at, at, at Sheffield second time round, and it was when Neil Machin was just. Uh, selling the club and the Bateses were were buying it, um, and that all I I, I I committed to Sheffield anyway, um, but the actual purchase took longer than than we'd imagined, and and we were we were left to to try and put a competitive team together quite late, and and that was that was difficult. So uh, I think. Uh, I think Birmingham suffered a little bit from that this year, but uh, fingers crossed. Uh, look, a, a more competitive league, a more uh, more competitive teams is only uh, is only good for the league. Uh, I think it's the championship is a is a great league with with some very very good riders in uh, lots of uh, lots of competition. Um, so I think Birmingham's uh, commitment to that. Uh, early on um, can only be a good thing so fair play to them that's good and of course Birmingham this week hosting a challenge meeting with a a Coventry select side as well Chris Chris Harris is going to be one of those donning the the, uh, famous fighting bee once again and that'll be uh, this Wednesday and that was a meeting that should have happened earlier in the year but another team there Coventry that um, we'd we'd love to see back um, properly at at some point of course yeah I love that from from Birmingham actually I know it's supposed to be on uh, earlier in the year but it's it's, you know it's easy to to sort of get to the end of your domestic campaign and if you've you know it's not quite been the season you wanted to to sort of Shut up shop and uh, and and start making plans for the following season, um, but the fact that they're trying to prolong their season and and bring in a fixture like that is very very good. Proactive from them. Hopefully they'll get a big crowd. Um, you know the Coventry faithful will turn out in in good numbers. I hope um, it would be nice to see them 
really supporting uh, that fixture because I know there's still so much um, to fight for uh, for Coventry Speedway somewhere that you know I only had one year there but you know really loved it always enjoyed going to to Brandon loved the loved the track loved the stadium um and and again that's one of those that that's still there and I think when we go back to the Oxford thing you um you can live in hope can't you and whilst ever there's uh there's people like Jeff and 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 the and the likes involved in in their campaign to save the the speedway and the stocks there, then then there there's still hope, um, and I, I, it's such a crying shame that it's that it's been left in that that position for so long. It's, um, it's it's unbelievable, really, isn't it? So, yeah, let's let's keep our fingers crossed for a really big crowd at at, uh, at Birmingham. No doubt that would that would help uh, ease the pain of a of a difficult first season for the management there and um and also show that there's still a uh, a real following for for, for speedway and coventry in, uh, uh, as well yeah a good lineup for this as well um so if you are in the area get yourself down there um birmingham's team will be tom brennan simon lambert james wright brock nickel justin sedgman lee complin and james pearson and for the coventry bees it will be chris harris Adam Roynan, Connor Mountain, Joe Thompson, Hans Anderson, Luke Krang and Freddie Hodder. Uh, so that's the meeting taking place on uh, Wednesday, uh, today, if you're listening on the date of release of this. Uh, this might be in the past by the time you listen to it, but it gets underway 7.30 on Wednesday. Let's have a look through some of the other fixtures then. Oxford versus Edinburgh. Uh, Big one that for Edinburgh to cement their place in the championship playoff um, positions. Uh, And Poole taking on Redcar, which similarly for Redcar, that's important for them to uh, get into the playoff positions and also for Poole to uh, try and close in on on second spots and keep the pressure up on Glasgow. So there's a lot going on there. And that meeting is going to be on British Speedway Network on Wednesday evening. Thursday, also on BSN, will be the Premiership Pairs Round 5 at Sheffield's Ollerton Stadium at 7.30. Friday, Edinburgh versus Redcar in the Knockout Cup uh, semi-final. Um, Scunthorpe versus Berwick in the Championship. Um, a big one, that I suppose, for Scunthorpe to, uh, to try and get into the playoffs. I think Berwick can still mathematically do it just, but they need max points Maybe very, maybe very slim chance, but I think it is in theory doable. Bellevue versus Leicester in the National League uh, on Saturday. A couple of big fixtures. We've already talked about the um, GP qualification challenge, uh, which happens at seven o'clock at Ashfield. At the same time, in Leicester, another big meeting. National League pairs is going to be happening at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena, and. Um, another opportunity for the National League sides to to aim for some uh, silverware. Um, mixture of youth and experience. So I usually say there's sort of young lads in the in the National League, and you sort of think that it's up and comers, but there's experienced hands in the National League these days, and and always has been, I think, for for, for a while. But a good mix of, of youth and experience, but silverware on the line, nonetheless. I've never minded that, Ian. Um, I think for the rat, for the for the younger lads to rub shoulders with with. Older lads who are who are still involved and in riding at that level, um, I don't think rubbing shoulders with lads that have got uh, some experience does does them any harm whatsoever. 
uh, you know, speaking from experience when like when me, Ollie and David Howe and, um, you know, Bomber were, were doing the Conference League, you know, we were up against people like, you know, your Steve Bishops, your, uh, your Lob Brothers, um, uh, Jeff Powell. Uh, so there, there were experienced campaigners in the league at, at that time. And actually, you know, they were they were the guys that I really, really wanted to, to be. So, um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to have uh, to have more experienced riders in a, a, at that level, because I think actually what it does for the riders that are riding with them is helps uh, with uh, a knowledge, knowledgeable, experienced campaigner in their side. And I think what that does is, as a, as a rider who's riding against them, it gives them uh, some focus and um, and someone with a bit of a target on their back that, you know, if you're, uh, if you've come away having lowered their colours, you've you've been going pretty well. So, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm all for that, really. And similarly as well, uh, let's take Adam Roynan as a case in point. He wasn't riding enough. He, he was just saying, I just need more laps. I need more experience. And now he's getting that because he's ra- racing with um, the Plymouth Centurions. And, and you can see that his championship results are, are improving as well. He, he did really well in the pairs too on, uh, on on Friday night just gone. Yeah, I've seen that. And look, um, Adam's one of those riders that he's such a talented lad on a on a on a bike. I honestly expected him to to go and um, you know hit heights that unfortunately he's not been able to. But he's been super unfortunate in uh, with his with his injuries and and, and the like. So the uh, fact that he feels better that he's getting some time on a bike again and uh, and winning races. We said whatever whatever level you're riding at, Ian, if you're winning races and you've got a smile on your face, then the, the next race, whatever, if you've been winning races at conference league level and you're going into a, a championship fixture with a smile on your face, then uh, yeah, I honestly believe that can help you score more points uh, at that level as well. So um, yeah, good to see, good to hear that he's uh, managing to find uh, some form again because uh, certainly a lad with a lot of talent who loves Speedway and um, it's, it's good to see him get some points on the board. On the subject of the National League, there's more on Sunday. Kent versus Mildenhall gets underway at 12 noon and Redcart versus Glasgow. Uh, a key one there. Glasgow need to keep the pressure up to get second place and uh, automatic qualification for the semi-finals in the championship. Redcar need the points to secure their uh, position in the playoffs. 7.30 the start time. You can watch that also on the British Speedway Network on Sunday evening. Um, look- Looking ahead to Monday, back to Premiership Action. The uh, fixture which will be live on Eurosport 2 and Discovery Plus will be Kings Lynn versus Bellevue starting at 7.30. Meanwhile, at Monmore, it's Wolves versus Sheffield. Mixed results for Sheffield at Monmore. Um, it wasn't an easy trip for you for the last time, but you have had success there earlier in the season. But as far as Sheffield are concerned, you have got these meetings in hand uh, and really looking to to make that move up the table with uh, with some points at Wolves if you can achieve it because Wolves as we know are going to be under strength this time round without uh, without Sam Masters. Well, I think we'll we'll need to see a we'll need to see a better side um this time than we than we saw last time. We were there, we were we didn't perform very well, but you know, when we were there early in the year then we had a pretty good meeting, so 
it's we've been a little bit too inconsistent away from home, uh, Ian. So that's been um, that's been disappointing. Uh, but I think you know we are coming to the business end of this season. We are fortunate that we've got a run of fixtures that uh, lends itself well to to getting that track time that we've been speaking about this evening. Um, and hopefully we'll get on a bit of a run. It's it's always a tough place to go. They've got a very good team. Uh, they are, you know, I guess they'll they'll still be without without Sam, uh, which which might help even things up for us a little bit but uh pete's a great team manager uh gets the best out of his lads uh knows every trick in the book and uh it will be a difficult night for us but we have riders that go very well there toby was was unbelievable uh when we were there early in the year so uh looking forward to seeing him around there obviously uh louis going to have his his debut for the club and we wanting to start with uh, with a good meeting. Kyle, I felt, rode really well when I when he guested for Kings Lynn um, and he rode at number one. So he had a good meeting there. So uh, all to play for. Um, we'll go there like uh, and and go about our business the way that we that we try to do every time we'll be going out for the win. So uh, we know it will be difficult, but I think um, we're into we're into August now. It'd be nice to start stamping a little bit of authority and, like you said, making the most out of those um, fixtures that we have in hand. So uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. I imagine the exciting thing is that you know it's in your hands. That you know if you if you get points wherever you go, then nobody's going to be able to stop Sheffield getting to the top of the um, of the Premiership at this stage of the season but of course ultimately it comes down to the playoffs doesn't it you know those one-off meetings and and that's where trophies are won and lost yeah it's I think uh, the other Thursday at home against Kings Lynn was was a really important fixture I know they 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 took a, a point away from it but it was more important for us to get the win um and the fact that we managed to do that took a little bit of uh, a little bit of pressure off, um, because certainly had that result have gone differently, we would be in a different position going into uh, into these fixtures that we've got in hand. But look at Sheffield, we're we're, we're really um, we're really fortunate that we have uh, a great group of of travelling fans, followers up and down the country. Uh, the Tigers on tour, they're they're an amazing group of fans that um, that follow us everywhere. So. Um, that doesn't go unnoticed. Um, so we'll be hoping to give them something to to shout about on Monday. And that's the fixtures for Monday, just the two in the Premiership. And then on Tuesday next week in the Championship, another big one for Glasgow and Plymouth as they meet at the Coliseum. That's a rearrangement of a, a previous rain-off, that one. But that gets underway at 7 o'clock. Another fixture which will be live on BSN as well. He's certainly getting your uh, value for money there. Tell that to my car. <laughs> but uh, don't worry about the myelometer. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode where we will be looking ahead to the Championship League Riders Individual Final, which is going to be taking place at Pool Stadium. So that's going to be a big one. And we'll have someone from the Pool Pirates joining us 
uh, next Wednesday to get you in the mood for that. And we'll look ahead to everything that's going to be coming up over the next seven days then. Have a great week in Speedway. Thanks to, for joining us. And thanks to, to Simon Stead for uh, being with us today as well. Great to speak with you, Steady. And uh, all the best for um, the pairs, of course, this, uh, this Thursday, hosting that and um, for the remainder of the, the Sheffield Tigers season. Thanks, Ian. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you. And thanks to you for joining us as well. Don't forget, leave us a review, uh, leave us a rating. It always helps a little bit for uh, other people to think, yeah, this is a good thing to listen to, and just share the podcast with your friends. That's the best way to get the word around. And uh, if you'd like to check out something else, then my other series, which is called Humans of Speedway, is also available on all good and bad podcast platforms. So uh, search for that and uh, hear all about the life stories, really, and career highlights of some well-known names from the uh, sport. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.